Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Post Institute, this is Christy Saul, the co-founder of Kim and You Live, with another episode of Post Daily Dose, the best little parenting show on the internet. Let me grab these books real quick. Oh, big old stretch. Hope you guys are doing great today. Uh, here we go. We have this book right here. Uh, Brian's book from Fear to Love that you can get on promotion at feartolovebook.com. We have this book right here, The Great Behavior Breakdown. These two are bundled together at postinstitute.com where you can get them for a little discount. And then we've also got this available as well. This workbook is incredible. Absolutely incredible. It will cause you to think. It will cause you to go deeper, deeper into understanding yourself deeper into understanding your child. Oh, so my topic this week has been how if I'm not spanking and I'm not sending my child to timeout and I'm not giving consequences and rewards, how do I teach my child? So uh, if you've not been following this series, I encourage you to go back. We've been talking about this all week. Um, and today... Uh, I want to share some things that I've been hearing around the grapevine or whatever the word is. Through the grapevine. There you go. Heard it through the grapevine. There we go. <laughs> so, um, I've been hearing some things through the grapevine that are pretty amazing. Uh, one mom I was talking to today. Hey, Carrie, it's so nice to see you. Hope you and your kids are doing well and your husband. Hey, Joni, good to see you and everybody else who's watching. Thanks for tuning in. So, you know, we've been talking about, we've talked about some of the reasons why we don't give consequences, rewards, spanking, sending, sending a child to timeout. Sending a child to timeout is different then if your child is in a place and that is what they prefer, they prefer to have a quiet place to calm down. That's very different than saying, I don't like how you're acting. You take your face and all that mess and you get out of my face and you go to your room and you stay there till you can come out and act right. Whatever. That's kind of before there was time out where you were supposed to have a set amount of time for the number of years that would have been more like what my mom would have said and she would have said and you be sure and slam that door while you go to because I was a door slammer but the rest of the story is that was the first time I can have that I have a conscious memory of suicidal thinking so part of the reason there's lots of reasons but the main one main concept about sending a child to time out is if they're already struggling with their emotions they're already struggling to manage their emotional state why would i want to send a child to continue to try to figure out how to sort through that emotional state why would i want to send a child alone to deal with that so bring them closer when they're having big eruptions bring them closer i don't care how old they are bring them closer and your calm can help create calm for them. Bring them closer, whatever their avenue for calm, if it's touch, voice, what taste, smell, whatever their process is, whatever their preferred avenue for soothing is, then that's where we offer that. I have seen, even like with my own children, using that a process, and over time, 
There's nothing wrong, Tracy, there's nothing wrong with alone time. Absolutely nothing wrong with alone time, as long as it's safe. So I would not want to send a child who is distressed to sort through their distressed emotions by themselves. There may come a point in their development where they will naturally say, I want to go deal with this by myself. I want some alone time. I want some quiet time. I just need some time alone so that I can calm down. But that may not be something, that may not be an ability that your child has yet. So until they have that ability, no, I do not want to send a child away with their upset feelings. No, not if they're not in a place to be able to just be like, I see that you know, things are getting stressful, things are getting out of hand, I just need to calm down, you know? Because what happens when they're alone and they're super escalated is there can be some very scary, dooming thoughts that go through their mind. The thoughts about how unvaluable they are, how unworthy they are, how awful they are, how terrible they are, how I need to kill myself or somebody here needs to die because this hurts so bad. I would not want to send anybody, not a grown-up, nobody to have to sort through that depth of darkness and despair by themselves, which kind of ties right into some things I wanted to talk about today. And also the email that David sent out um, to our email list. So I know it's probably going to be coming up on our Facebook page before too long. But the title of it is, If Mama Ain't Happy, If Mama and or Papa Ain't Happy, Ain't Nobody Happy. And um, it reminds me, and Brian, when Brian does his live presentation, he has a graphic that has, you know, mom with all these little, it's like a stick figure mom, and she's got these little prickly waves all around her. And that speaks to how our emotions are contagious. How if our, if we're not in a good, I don't mean good, if we're not in a regulated emotional state, um, then our emotions are contagious and our children's emotions can be contagious as well. And so um, one of the things that has happened uh, over this last week, uh, people listening to this conversation that I'm having with myself out loud about if I'm not using, if I'm not spanking, I'm not giving consequences and rewards or rewards, and I'm not sending my child away to time out, how do I teach my child? And so um, I was talking to a mom today and she was like, out of this little um, series, this little mini series, one of the things that I tried is something I've never tried. She's like, I don't know why I didn't think of it, but I've just been locked into thinking it's got to be, I've got to punish them. And if I can't punish them, then I'm just letting them get away with everything. She started incorporating touch. She said, I don't know why I hadn't thought about touch. I don't know why I hadn't realized how calming touch can be. And I didn't just jump in and just start touching on him because all this emotion. So I just asked, I said, well, why don't we try something different? And my daughter said, mm, like what? And we're talking about this is a family that has been, they get super, super escalated. And in that super escalated state, it can get very physical and it can also get very um, self-threatening. So it's a big deal. It's a very intense situation. So she asked permission and she said, well, how about let's just try 
me holding your hand. So her daughter was like, mm, okay, I guess. Um, 13 year old. So the mom just held her hand and they just sat there quietly for a little bit. And the mom said, the next thing I knew, she's all snuggled up right next to me. And we're in this state where you can feel the calm. You can feel the calm taking over and permeating both of us. So last night, my message was we get so locked in to thinking that we, to that old way of thinking, to that dominant paradigm of parenting that says punish. If your child's acting out, they're calling your name, they're calling you names. And then, so in this, this scenario, what happens is there's a need, the child has a need, She's struggling to express the need because she's like, you know, rejection and I, I might not get my need met and I might be told no and uh, so then all this tension's there and then we have complex health issues for the parents on top of it. So we have a lot of fatigue and a lot of like physical inflammation, like serious physical health issues. So you can imagine how this could be playing out and so when... The daughter begins to escalate. She escalates like, like seemingly out of nowhere, but not. But it seems like it's out of nowhere. And then she'd be yelling and screaming and calling names and throwing stuff. And it just lights up like a fire. And in the past, it's been, well, I guess I need to leave the situation so that it doesn't escalate further. And plus, I'm getting escalated. And yes, sometimes that's a good idea. But then the mom was like, I've been listening to this series and I realized that when I do that, when I leave because now I'm getting pissed off, that she feels abandoned. So that's when I reached out and said, let's try something different. And it started with holding hands. So I don't always know what the different thing is to tell someone to try. Because the list of different things is pretty long. But if what you're doing, if using punishment, threatening punishment, giving consequences and rewards, sending your child to be in their room alone with their upset feelings, if those things are not creating more relationship, hey, Dorothy, they're not creating more relationship. If they're not creating connection, then it's time to try something different. And instead of taking a different thing on the same path of I need to hurt them for them to learn, I must, they must hurt. Pain is the only way to learn. Many of our kids have experienced excessive amounts of pain already. And when you start going down that path, they will shut down and shut down and shut down. And you're building barrier upon barrier upon barrier. Go a different route. Just go a different route. Change it up. Go a different route. And maybe it starts with holding hands. Or maybe it starts with a kind word. Or maybe it just starts with, you know what, honey? I am really tired of fighting with you. We gotta, nobody's winning here. This is just a lose-lose and we both are feeling like shit. So I'm not sure what we're gonna do. I don't know what I'm gonna do for sure. But we're going to find a different way. We're going to try some different things. Because, you know, me yelling and screaming at you, it's just not getting us anywhere. So, listen to, one, 
last night, or was it today, I posted um, Brian talking along this same subject line, and he gives beautiful insight about what's happening at the brain level when you feel like your child is being oppositional, when, they're, when you feel like they're being defiant, when they're not able to follow your instructions, when they're not able to do what you've requested them to do. So it's about a 10 minute video that I reshared today. So I would strongly encourage you to listen to that and then go back through the videos from this week in terms of why, why consequences and rewards often are not effective, why spanking is not effective, why and why you know you know you're like well some kids do fine with it what's the difference the primary difference is the pre-birth and early life experience of those children and when you take a child who's already been abused and then you start threatening to have this isolation you start pulling away you start uh, hitting them it's going to trigger all of those past experiences of trauma and abuse and it's just not going to create the kind of relationship that you want to create in order to have collaboration. Collaboration, not control. Connection over control. I love that. Connection over control. Connection over control invites the possibility of a collaboration in how you function in the relationship that you have with your children. So, if you've not already done so today, push pause on everything. Push pause on everything. Start with yourself first. Start by calming yourself first. However many deep breaths you need to take. Jason's asking, so how do you correct unwanted behavior? Jason, I'm not going to answer that because I want you to go back and watch those videos. We've been talking about this all week. How this behavior that this woman described got corrected was out of connection, was out of relationship. Your children need a lot of supervision. They need guidance with your words. They are watching you all of the time. So they are learning. And when there are behaviors that are unwanted, we have to get underneath them to find out what is the root of the behavior. A lot of times, the behavior is coming out of a place where they are emotionally regressed and curious. Like, if your child is like literally eight or under, it's very likely that they're doing something that you thought they were ready to handle independently, but they're not. Their behavior tells you. Their behavior is telling you that they're not ready to handle it independently. So I don't want to. I don't want to go back too far because it's all here. I mean, it, right here on this Facebook page. Um, we've been talking about it all week. There's a great video from Brian that he, that he did a couple of years ago, and there's literally 15 and stealing. Okay, um, Jason, I am going to find something to share with you. Actually, let's just talk about it tomorrow. Meet me here tomorrow, Jason, and we're going to talk about stealing and 15. And if you want to message me as much information as you feel comfortable um, to help me help you, I would be glad. I would be delighted to read it and let it percolate, meditate, think about it creatively, and let's see if we can figure out what the root of that stealing is and we'll see if we can, we can try to crack some codes or at least give you a something else to try. The thing is, is like, 
You know, we feel like we've tried everything. And I know, I know you guys start feeling like, I feel like I've tried everything. <sighs> and then I hear this mom say, you know, so then I just decided to try holding her hand. And then, then I, next thing I know, she's just right here, right here into me, letting me comfort her so that we can move past this rough patch, get back into connection, so then we can have a collaborative relationship. I'll be looking for your email and message, Jason, and you're absolutely welcome in advance. Um, so, if you've not already done so today, take some deep breaths, get the position of your heart back in alignment with why we got into this to begin with, and that is to spread love, to help people who have come from tough places feel love, feel the safety that's in this world. They have felt the fear. They felt the darkness. And now we have made this commitment that says, I'm going to raise you up and I'm going to love you. And I want you to feel the light. I know it's tough. It's tough. This is an easy work. I'm not saying it's easy by any means because we're all human and we all can flip our lids for sure. Absolutely. But right now, I want you just to take some deep breaths, get yourself calm. Once you're in that place where you feel like your brain is back online, go spend some time with your children. Let the love you have from them shine from your eyes. Let them feel it. Let them feel it from your energy. They can see it. Like it radiates from your face. The joy that you have and who they are as human beings. How their cute, quirky characteristics. And just pour love into them. Play is their favorite language. So, you know, play, let them lead in play. Be, you know, be willing to follow their lead and it will help you get to know them in a unique way. It will help build that relationship. Remember at any given moment, we can act out of those blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. Man, do I ever know it. I've been there. Flip my lid many, many times and may flip my lid in the future where we can take one to two to three to 10 deep breaths and we can choose love. Much love to you guys. Have a blessed evening and we'll be here tomorrow. And it sounds like we're going to get to talk about stealing.